Coming up today on A Smidge A Day. The nervous system really is the body's main sort of command center, so to speak, right? It controls and guides almost everything we do on a daily basis. Um, it is, you could, you could, you can say it's the center of all activity within the body, all mental activity, all motor sensory activity in it pretty much connects to every other system and every other organ in the body. It touches everything. It touches the brain, the skin, uh, your reproductive organs, the digestive system, the heart, lungs, pretty much everything, right? So it, you know, if it, if it, if it touches everything, if it connects to every other system in the body, then it, it's safe to say that it impacts every aspect of our health, uh, physical health, mental health, emotional health, A smidge a day, a funk and vibe kind of space for functional medicine and high vibration conversations. You'll hear interviews and discussions with thought leaders on living happy, full, healthy lives. A place where we are mindful of the energy we bring into this space and we are getting back to our factory standard settings of joy and health. Join me, Katie Rose, your host, certified functional medicine health coach, and happy vibes teacher, as I do it the only way I know how, just a smidge a day. Good morning, everyone. I have another great guest for you today. He's returning. He was powerful and insightful and sharing and beautiful. Ujwal Galati is an emotional trauma and inner child healing coach, and his modalities weave beautifully with my beliefs and my alignment. We are so glad to have him back. We last talked a lot about his background and his process and evolution, and today we want to dive deeper into the work and an understanding of, of how he serves the world. Welcome, Ujwal. Thank you so much for having me back. It's a delight. It's a delight. You and I were saying earlier, I, I feel like for me, it's, you know, so fun to have these connections and to have another interaction with you. You know, you're on the other side of the planet. You're in India. I'm in San Diego, California. And to have this opportunity to form, you know, friendship bonds and, and cohort in work is such a, a neat thing about technology these days and the resources available and I'm happy to have you back. And, you know, where we last, last left off, we talked about um, the nervous system and trauma somatizing in the body. And I think we, you know, wanted to dive into that a little bit more. But then you also shared with me earlier um, heart's work, which is a modality of healing. And so I think we're going to have a really great conversation today. Yeah, I'm excited to share a little bit about uh, these different areas that really you know play a big role uh, as far as uh, trauma and, and emotional healing emotional wounding all of this it's, it's, it's really uh, you know each of these are, are areas that I dive into with uh, my clients as well so I'm excited to chat a little bit about um, some of these things today I love it and this is a chance for our listeners to have uh, some insights and some introduction into ways of thinking, ways of thinking about their wellness and their body and ways of thinking about, you know, I, I do a lot of studies and work on the, uh, the saboteurs of our, you know, of our, our way of being in our world, the things that we're doing to sabotage ourselves, even that feel like they're not sabotaging. And I think, you know, having the ability to look at your work and and see where where their thing where their life isn't serving them where their choices aren't serving them so so yeah we got really excited and and into the topic of the nervous system um, last time and you know I really like to approach this podcast from the position of anybody at any phase can hear it it's not going to be super high level um, and, you know I really want to introduce people to new concepts can you talk about why you and I are even talking about the nervous system and kind of go into what all goes into nervous system work and, 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 you know, why we care, why do we care about our nervous system? 
Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great starting point in terms of this subject specifically. Why do we care about the nervous system? Well, um, to, to put it on a very high level for, like you said, for anyone swinging by to you know, listen in and, and understand, the nervous system really is the body's main sort of command center, so to speak, right? It controls and guides almost everything we do on a daily basis. Um, it is, you could, you could, you can say it's the center of all activity within the body, all mental activity, all motor sensory activity in, it pretty much connects to every other system and every other organ in the body. It touches everything. It touches the brain, the skin, uh, your reproductive organs, the digestive system, the heart, lungs, pretty much everything, right? So it, you know, if it, if it, if it touches everything, if it connects to every other system in the body, then it, it's safe to say that it impacts every aspect of our health, uh, physical health, mental health, emotional health. So it's, it's really, you know, this, um, it, it's, it's the, it's a central force that, that really drives all the body's functions. And, and, you know, when, when at a very young age, when uh, a child goes through adverse experiences, um, it, you know, we, the, the trauma that gets stored, the trauma that results from these experiences gets stored in the body at the nervous system level. And that's why it's so important, you know, when anytime you're working with trauma, uh, it is, it's, it's almost incomplete if the nervous system is not brought in, into the equation. And if, if we just work at the mind level, uh, yeah. you know, or it's, it's not to say that mindset work or you know any cognitive work is is not beneficial. Um, that's not true at all. But mindset work can only take you this far. Uh, yeah. you, you you know you cannot think your way out of trauma that's stored within the body within the within the nervous system. So it's it's really really critical to uh, to go down to the nervous system when we talk about um, trauma and emotional wounding. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, I think it's, you know, connected to those neuropathways and those tapes and how we behave and how we respond. And it's crazy because we can intellectualize that we're not going to respond to something a certain way, but when that nervous system is triggered, it goes right to that neuropathway that was so firmly carved out at, at, you know, whatever stage where something happened. And, you know, this is where, the, I think, you know, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the flight, fight or flight or, you know, fawn or freeze comes into play. And, you know, it's, it's those triggers that send us to that place that in a sense, our nervous system takes over and, and we're not making intellectual decisions. We're making, you know, chemical responses and letting that guide us. Um, does that sound true to what you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you mentioned uh, these different nervous system states: fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. They're essentially, uh, you know, our our body's stress responses, uh, and and they're all sort of related to the autonomic nervous system. So, at a very high level, again, for someone who may not be familiar, who may who might be hearing this for the first time, uh, without getting into you know too many of the technical details. The nervous system at a very high level is sort of divided into two main branches, the central nervous system and the autonomic nervous system. Uh, the central nervous system is just the, the brain and the spine. Uh, yeah. That comprises of the, we can, in short, we can call it CNS. And on the other hand, the autonomic nervous system is, is a bit more complex. There's, there's many sort of sub branches within, within that branch, uh, within ANS. And um, the, it, at the top, it's it's mainly divided into the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. So out of the, the different stress responses, the fight and flight are part of the sympathetic nervous system and freeze falls under uh, the parasympathetic. And again, I, I, for the purpose of kind of keeping this at a little bit of a high level, I won't get too much into detail over there because 
it can very quickly get, get a yes little yeah a little intense well yeah, and you know a lot of like different terminologies and you know it, it's it, it can get a little confusing so but yeah so the the fight and flight is essentially responsible those are the those are the two sort of nervous system states that are responsible to mobilize your body right as as the name itself suggests fight means your 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 body is getting ready to get into some sort of action to fight the threat right and yeah. flight flight means essentially to flee to run away so so these are the states that uh, that your the nervous system states that make your body or uh, trigger your your body into some form of movement versus freeze uh, is when, when when you when your body knows and, and the body is the nervous system is, is is very very intelligent it knows that when whenever you face a threat um, and it could be a, a real physical danger or physical threat or it could be a perceived threat right and more often than not, than not in our in throughout our lives we we our, our bodies our brains perceive our different scenarios as as dangerous and that's why we continue to live in this in, in survival mode that's why we continue to live in, in nervous system dysregulation because yeah. our, our bodies perceive our current experiences as something similar to a, a past threat right and yeah, it, yeah. it's reminded the nervous system is reminded of the a particular experience from the past so it, it triggers our body into either fight or flight or when it realizes that we can neither fight the threat nor can we run away from it that's when we kind of get into what's called the freeze uh, i talk up. about i've talked to before on my show about um i had an old boss that I and I will say in, in reminding of the stress of that relationship and the fact that I gave him so much power, I often would freeze and that would become I would be all of a sudden like incapable of being intelligent and having a, an intelligent response. Yep. And I would just freeze and kind of stand there dumbfounded. And of course, that would enliven him more and frustrate him more. And um, so, you know, I think the freeze and the fawn are the lesser known for people. They don't realize that that's actually a nervous system response. And um, definitely before we move on, I, I want to have you hit on fawn too when you're ready. Yes, yeah, so fawn is an interesting one. Fawn is, is in some way, it's a combination of all these other energies, right? the fight, flight, and freeze energy, in a sense that it's there's a little bit of um, freeze in so w when you when we freeze right in, in a state of freeze ideally uh, your your body is in a in a state of complete shutdown you are sort of fully disconnected you're uh, dissociated you know you're you're you could be numb uh, you're you're basically mentally and physically checked out right so there's no room for connection so to speak there's no room for social connection uh, to you know form a one-to-one -one with another human being yeah but you're not making any decisions you're just trapped yeah you're, yeah you're you're sort of this in almost like within your 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 system you're uh you're isolating yourself right you're you're playing small there's a lot of uh, hopeless mm. helplessness and indecisiveness really uh there's this desire to really hide and, and not be seen right whereas fawn is from that sense, fawn is a little bit uh, the opposite. There is a desire to make connection because you, you know you you want to please this other person. Fawn, for for those who are again not familiar, fawn is essentially uh, where it's it's a it's it's the state that's most commonly or one of the most common um, coping mechanisms that that is associated with the state is people pleasing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You woo them. You woo them. I think about these right. four states with, you know, we think about the tiger in, in ancient, you know, the ancient world where you come in contact with the tiger and, you know, there's four states. You're going to fight the tiger. You're going to run from the tiger, you know, flee or, or uh, fight, you know, flight. And then you're going to uh, freeze and like play dead, like a possum plays yep. dead, yep. Exactly. or you're going to pour the kitty a cup of milk and try to win it over. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's like to me, those, yep. <laughs> the, you know, no, I'm not recommending any of those, but the, that's the, um, the, the nervous system responses. I'm going to woo you. I'm going to just be invisible and hope you go away. 
I'm going to flee from you and run, or I'm going to uh, uh, fight you and come up, you know, so when you get kind of a power play in an office, that might be a flight, you know, or a fight, excuse me. Um, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's essentially, you know, when we when we're in like different situations in our in our day-to-day lives, our uh, our system is really really intelligent, and it kind of decides on its own, you know, what the best option is in, for survival. Remember, our our brain, our nervous system is always looking for ways to survive, right? It, our survival is its top priority, right? Yeah. And, and, and survival obviously doesn't necessarily mean what's good for us. It's just what our system believes is is the best option. So, uh, in in some cases, it might decide fight is the best option. In other cases, it might decide flight is <clears throat> is the best option. Excuse me. So, fight, flight, freeze are are you know the, the the three main stages. But like I was saying earlier, in in some occasions, it might decide hey a combination of all of these mm-hmm. uh, or, or a couple of these might be might be the best option for survival. Right. So you. You want to fight, but you, you kind of, your nervous system in that in that moment decides, hey, I I, I don't think fighting is the be- the best way to survive the situation. Maybe I'll just sort of shift my personality a little bit. You know, I'm going to wear a mask, and, and I'm just not going to fight this this person, this threat, whatever it yeah. is. Uh, not fighting in this in this case is a safer option for me. You may want to run away. Um, in other words, you may want to flee the situation, but then you decide. I'm just going to stay put. I'm, I'm going to, you know, this this is safer for me if I if I don't leave, right? You want mm-hmm. to freeze, but but freeze would mean you're not available for any form of connection with another person, right? Uh, so, but but you do want connection. You 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 want to connect with this other person, but on their terms. So, like you said, you you want to woo them, right? Mm-hmm. So the is there, but it's kind of it's a false connection. It's based on simply the desire to to please and appease. Um, so in order for you to even be available for that false connection, you have, you cannot be in freeze because if you're in freeze, you're, you're, you're pretty much unavailable for connection. Freeze well, all of them, all of these are states that are very highly reactive and they're not operating from our place of sage wisdom and the seat Absolutely. of who we are. Absolutely. All, yeah. All of them are, um, they're survival mechanisms. And when you're in a survival mode, you're not operating in your best self. And so these things exist, but, you know, looking at how you respond to the perceived threats around you and, and then, you know, some of the work I do is then taking people to that, that place of their sage wisdom, helping them understand the truth in them. And I think you do a lot of that work as well. Yep. And, and uh, to the point that you're, you're referring to, so, you know, when, when we're in survival mode where uh, it, the, the left left side of the brain is activated uh, and it, you know, completely disconnects us from the right side, which is, which is, so the left is, is the survival brain and the right is, is the thrive brain or in, in the language that you're using, the sage brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, so the, the survival brain is, it, it keeps you in, in familiar patterns. It, you know, you, you, you your brain, essentially goes down the same neural pathways again and again it recognizes old patterns and it says okay so i i, I know i know this input and based on this input i know what the out, output should be so with at a very uh you know unconscious level with that that's where we end up operating we we're not we're not in control of our own uh, reactions we're pretty much on autopilot right as opposed to the right brain where we want to be more often than not uh which is which is the the part of the brain that is responsible for you know creative thinking, for uh, more exploration, for uh, you know just aspects of ourselves that are responsible for for uh, for our growth, for our uh, for our, our healing, for our health. Uh, and, yes. And you know that that part is is completely disconnected when we when we're in survival mode, uh, which is when you know the nervous system is triggered and we we end up, end up in dysregulation. Now that does not mean I, I want to highlight this uh that in no way means that we that the state of nervous system dysregulation is not a bad thing so to speak right it's not a uh, dysregulation is not is not a state that we don't want we we do want to be in dysregulation from time to time because it's it's that dysregulation that alerts our body for uh for some action right it it is what recognizes 
this threat. It's a if, powerful tool. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the classic example of if you were out in the forest and, and a bear were to jump in front of you, you don't want to be super calm and regulated and be like, oh, you know, it's it's all good. Because <laughs> you would you would either be lunch or dinner for, for the bear. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so to prevent that, you want to be um, thrown into fight or flight, right? You, wanna, yeah. you want your body to be able to decide can I fight this threat? Can I run away from it? Right. Uh, so, so, so that, that dysregulation is absolutely an essential part of our survival. What's important is one, once you're out of that danger, if you, if you're able to run away, you know, you get back to get out of the forest, you get onto the main road, get into your car and you start driving home. Uh, you you want to then be able to come back to a balanced state right? you want your, your nervous system to then slowly come back to, or, or calm down. You want your system to calm yeah. down back into what's called homeostasis and um, that's something that in the modern age we've found that people are not able to do i think about like exactly. the gazelle that has ran from the tiger or lion and then they you know find their way back to casually grazing grazing and and you know lounging in in the um, landscape again and that's something that i think in modern times we have so much stimulus that we were having trouble getting back to uh, that that baseline again and, and i is that where you know is that where we take the conversation with how that now becomes a part of our health issue our health crisis and our emotional state or is there more yeah. that we want to unpack before we go there no, so that that's a that's a, a good segue but just to hi, you know highlight a little bit um there is the this idea that you just mentioned, you know, a lot of us uh, in, in the modern world, we we're stuck in that state of dysregulation because there's so much external stimuli. There's so much that our body, that our nervous system perceives as threatening. Right. And that's because our, our systems are wired uh, for stress. Like we, we, this is the, this is now, uh, you know, specifically highlighting the, the group of people that I work with uh, people who come from dysfunctional families uh, when you know in, in childhood when you're subjected to a very stressful environment uh, when you you know you're part of a, an unpredictable home, a family environment where you're sort of always on the edge uh, there's there's a lot of you know stress there's you know there's emotional neglect you you weren't your needs weren't met the way you needed them to be uh, you know mom and dad weren't always emotionally present or sometimes even physically present, right? So when, when a little infant, when a little child experiences these things in, in their childhood, the system does not know the difference between this state and, for example, the, you know, the, the bear in the, in the jungle example, or even a, a soldier in, you know, out in battlefield, the kind of stress that you know, they, their system goes through because they're literally fighting for their lives, they're, they're mm -hmm. trying to survive the situation and get out safe, that's the same level of stress that a child's system experiences uh, when when they experience stress within a, an, a you know a dysfunctional family household. And not not to say that it's this is necessarily you know true only for for dysfunctional homes. Even even in perfectly healthy homes, yeah. something as as you know a, a a little baby in a in the crib just wakes up from from a nap and starts to cry, right? Because that baby in that moment needs to be held, needs to be reassured that it's safe, or is it, maybe it's hungry, maybe the baby is, you know, wants to, uh, just just needs that physical touch. Uh, yeah. you know, there's a need that. that's unmet. There's the need that goes unmet. And, and mom or dad might be around, they might just be in the other room, they might, you know, mom might be in the kitchen and might take just a minute to, to respond to the baby's uh, cry. But in that moment, that baby, that baby's system decides Okay, well, no one's coming to save me. I guess it's you know this is this is it. This is uh, this is a this is a dangerous situation, right? Uh, it's yeah. time to freeze. It's time to prepare for for death. Literally, uh, you know, it might sound like an extreme. Wow, uh, yeah, that's state. such an intense statement, but it really illustrates but, the but that's response. What that's what freeze is, right? When yeah. the, the, the 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 state of freeze is essentially okay. I cannot fight the threat. I cannot run away from the threat. Let me just freeze and prepare for no pain. Basically, that's what it means to be yeah. numb. 
like disassociate not, yeah pull out of that when you're fully checked out when your when your system is fully dissociated you're essentially you you, you you're not you, you your system does that because you don't want to feel the pain of this uh potential uh, you know death situation right because you, yeah. you cannot fly you cannot flee you cannot run uh fight so it's 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 essentially you know uh your 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 the mechanism that our body has developed over i mean that's how it's evolved is really it it, it does this so that we we don't feel that pain so that child's system uh, their nervous system gets wired for stress at a very very young age right and this is this is when even in a in a in a relatively healthy functional family environment now how many of us come from dysfunctional families where these threats never really stop right they as we grow older we we become more and more familiar with uh, you know fights within the family just stressful situations where either either or both parents or if there's you know if, if we're exposed regularly to extended family right uncles yeah. and aunts grandparents where everyone in their own way is also dysregulated. Everyone is dealing with their own stressor. <laughs> it's own the mind. dysregulation stew pot. <laughs> right? so, so that becomes the child's environment. And wow. that's why there's a constant, uh, the, the body consistently keeps going into fight or flight or freeze. And it almost, that becomes the default state. And there's nobody to come and you know, uh, uh, reassure the child that, hey, it's this is normal it's safe you you know you can come back to 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 your balanced state right and that's why the nervous system gets wired for these kind of stress responses that's why the, yeah. the slightest thing as we grow older well into our adulthood that's why the slightest thing even if it's not uh, an extreme situation even if it's not a a threat you know our 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 systems perceive our daily situations as threat because it remembers all this all these situations from when we were little kids we may not have uh, cognitive associations to everything we may not have yeah. memory to actually remember yeah but our nervous system does not function in the same way that our our mind like the, the cognitive part of our mind does right we it does not it, it stores everything so the nervous system remembers everything we've experienced every um what's called and i think this would be a a, a, a time to a good time to shift towards a little more uh, you know when we can start talking about uh what really, you know, when we when when a child experiences trauma, uh, essentially what's happening is there's an there's a we we spoke about an emotional need going unmet. The other aspect of that is the emotional experience is left incomplete. So we have incomplete emotional experiences all throughout our lives, and that's why we have uh, you know so much resistance to our day to day experiences because each of them remind us of a certain experience from the past that was not allowed to be completed. Mm. And what that essentially, you know, a child experiences something, uh, ha, ha, there's there's an event that happens and the child feels a certain way. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're, you know, angry. Maybe they want to express some emotion. Maybe they're sad. But because of, you know, uh, just societal conditioning, the child learns it's it's not it's not okay to express anger. It's not okay to show that I'm sad, right? If I show, if I show mom and dad that I'm sad, they're going to tell me I'm weak or they've already told me many times, don't be sad, don't cry, you know, be strong. So all these messages that we download as little kids, uh, what they essentially do is if they, they, they don't allow us to complete those emotional experiences. We're not, we don't end up expressing so many of the things. we Filling our feelings, right? right? Feel your feelings. Right. It's, so, you, so yeah. We, we, we kind of block those those experiences to complete themselves. So those emotions, uh, the the energetic imprints from those experiences, they get stored in our body. That's essentially what trauma is. Another way to, you know, at a, at a more sort of nervous system level, another more um, descriptive term for trauma would be stored survival stress or trapped survival stress. Because remember, the it's the stress generated from trying to survive a situation. Right? Yeah. It is, if it is trauma is essentially survival stress that is trapped or survival energy uh, is another way to, to, to put it that is trapped within our nervous system so that that's what happens when our emotional experiences are left incomplete um, and, the, and, and you know this is to me I kind of go back to the chemistry of all of this too that there's a, a chemical 
you know, the emotion happens, the emotion, the thought, the emotion, the chemical, right? That there becomes a chemical now that needs, needs a place to go, needs a flush. And that, you know, maybe, um, by getting, getting the opportunity to cry through a feeling that that is a place where that can get flushed out. Or, you know, some people will go for a run when they've gotten upset to flush out those chemicals that literally yep. that it, it's not just um, the idea of this that we're talking about, that there's an actual chemical response that then sets up in the body and becomes toxic. And if over time, you know, can manifest in, you know, maybe you hold your hips really tight and you start to have uh, an imbalance in your alignment or you, you know, it, it, it's impacts on a cellular level and it eventuates in cancer. You know, it's what's happening yeah. with your, your body's response to that chemistry that didn't get a place to be worked out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head. That's why, you know, the, the point that I made early on about how or why it is so important to talk about the nervous system when we talk about trauma is, you know, we've, we've now established that, that trauma or survival stress gets stored, gets trapped within the nervous system. And because we know that the nervous system touches every other or is connected to every other system in the body, there's no saying, I mean, it, nobody can predict how the other organs get impacted because of the trauma that's stored in the nervous system, right? For, for, for someone, it might end up uh, you know, it, it, like you, you mentioned a couple of examples, it might end up in, in a physical illness. For someone else, they might end up with a mental illness. For someone else, they might be, you know, they might be physically pretty healthy, but they might have extreme, you know, emotional wounding for the rest of their lives, right? Um, so, so each individual reacts differently to the kind of trauma that's stored within within their bodies. But because it is all stored at the nervous system level, it it then impacts every other organ, every other system, everything else about our physiology, about our biology, right? Uh, that That's why the nervous system is such a crucial element. Uh, nervous system regulation is such a crucial part of trauma healing uh, is, is, you know, that, that without, without getting down to this level, um, healing is really, is, is, is pretty much incomplete. Yeah. So, you know, you and I have um, diff various modalities we work with, and I, I feel like I can assume that they're probably from different positions and different vantage points. Let's, let's talk about, you know, okay, so this sounds like everything we painted is kind of like traumatic in itself. <laughs> we're, creating, we're creating trauma in people right now by, you know, saying <laughs> these, this is what you've been through and life is hard and you're, this is showing up in your body um, and it stays with you and it imprints and it's like, ah, okay, so what, what's the empowerment that people can have? What, how, does, how does one begin the process of clearing this and removing it from their operation of life yeah there's uh there's so much uh that goes into you know just healing all the the, the trauma that's stored at the at the nervous system level within the body but you know from just at a at a fundamental level there's there's a few practices that one could start you know incorporating in the, into their daily -day life and without making this really complicated right that's the thing about nervous system healing is while it sounds like a, a, a very complex subject and and don't get me wrong it is yeah <laughs> it really can get pretty complex but the nervous system itself uh it it loves simplicity so healing the nervous system involves simple practices that you know that we can start doing on a daily basis they don't have to be uh you know some really grand uh, uh, processes that or, or tools and resources that we have to accumulate you know every single day they can just we, we can start to you know connect with our bodies and, and really uh, try to understand our the way our body responds in in different situations right really becoming aware of our our, our impulses our biological impulses really connecting with our environment so there's just you know these these four or five maybe i could quickly highlight uh, four or five different practices that'd be that wonderful all, yeah that I, in my short experience with really even even personally working on my own nervous system and also, and also just understanding um, the 
the science behind how all of this works. Um, so the first one that that I can bring up is is self connection, which is really connecting with your body. This to me is the most fundamental aspect of. I mean, I, I don't want to say. I, or let's let's leave out the word trauma or even emotional wounding. Just healing in general, mm. uh, and growth. Like it, connecting with your body is is at the very very core of any form of inner work, any form of healing. Even if yeah. we're doing mindset work, sure. When we're doing mindset work, you're. I mean, we are talking about the mind, but we cannot leave aside the mind body connection. Right? It is. Uh, the the you know the, the the communication that happens between the brain and the body is we're told since we were little kids even in school we're taught you know the brain sends signals to the different organs in our body and, and that's how we, the the different organs that that's when they respond that's when they react and yes that is true but only to a certain extent the the brain body communication only happens twenty percent from brain to body. 80% of the brain body communication is body to brain meaning nervous system to the nervous system sends messages mm. to the brain that's how our our thoughts are generated so our nervous system state is is what really dictates the kind of thoughts that we have and we we this this is this is where most people myself included of course before i had this awareness before i had this knowledge uh, i was also what, you know, one of the many people who, who always believe that our thoughts are just, you know, we can control our thoughts just by literally getting in our minds and trying to stop them and, and trying to, you know, quote, yeah. unquote, think positive and, and think our way out of our current situation. That is absolutely that not true. Uh, it's the nervous system state that dictates our thought processes. So all that to say, if we recognize that we're currently in a very uh, intense, you know, uh, our, our minds are racing and we have these intrusive, scary thoughts that seem completely out of our control. That is the very first sign. That's a glaring sign that our nervous system is out of regulation. Yes. Yes. Right? And you know, the whole time you're talking, I'm thinking, get out of your head, drop yep. down into your body. Exactly. And so then the there's, head, you know, that's easier said than done sometimes, but oh, get there. It is right. The, the, the mind is the thinking self and the body is the feeling self, right? So, yeah. trauma leads to self-disconnection which is we become we, we're completely disconnected from our our feeling self uh, which is where you know we it's called the feeling self because that's where we that's why we have all these uncomfortable feelings right yeah uh, because we want to escape that we we get out of our bodies and we just we get into our heads and we're all the time you know we're, we're caught up in our uh our, our thoughts, our mental stories, and we're, you know, we're playing these loops over and over and over again. So one of the first aspects of healing is, so if, if trauma causes self-disconnection, so to, to reverse that, the opposite of that is self-connection, right? That's, that's essentially yeah. getting, getting out of your mind and getting back into your body as uncomfortable as it is. And yes, it is. I mean, there's no denying that, especially for someone who may have never done this before, right? Uh, um, that's why, that's why people, uh, who first try to, uh, I'm just going to give you an example, just for someone who's trying meditation for the first time, right? Yeah, meditation but they but they're p feel like they're pinging inside. They're so anxious. Right. And it's, there's, there's, sit down and meditate. <laughs> exactly. Because the, 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 the myth uh, around meditation is you need to have a blank mind. You know, yeah. you're, you're, so if, if, you know, one of the most common things you'll hear from anyone who, who tries this out for the first time is, Oh, you know, I, I suck at it, or I don't think I'm doing it right because I just can't get my mind to stop. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's not even required, right? You don't need your mind to stop. You just need to be able to get out of your mind, just observe what's going on, right? It's not about controlling your mind. It's just about observing what is going on in there. That causes all this anxiety or stress or whatever the case might be. Yeah, the observer. That's a that's such a key element for healing is when yeah. we can step out to the observer. Eckhart Tolle writes beautifully about that. Yeah. And his 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 writings are a, a you know for some a bit hard to absorb, but if you can understand that, you know, simply when I'm doing dishes, I use that as an example a lot. You know, it's am I 
thinking a million thoughts and stressing about a million things, or am I paying attention to the warmth of the water and the suds on my hand? And I'm the sound of the water, the feeling of that circular motion with the sponge on the plate, you know, or yeah. so like really going into the moment and observing what's, what's happening in all things, you know, even yes. when you're speaking, I'm observing who I am and where I am and what I'm feeling and what's the interaction with Ujual right now and, you know, pulling yourself out of the moment. Yep. And that's essentially what mindfulness is, is just literally observing your present moment experience as is without wanting to change it, without any judgment, criticism, right? Just accepting your present experience just as it is. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, so that, that idea of self-connection is, is one of the most fundamental ways of, working at the nervous system level uh, is, is to first start to connect with our bodies. Then beyond this mind-body connection, there's also the environment, which, you know, is, is, is something that's not talked about much uh, in the, the role of the environment in our healing practices, but it's, it plays such a crucial role. So just being able to orient ourselves, just being able to, you know, find safety within our environment, because that's what, again, going back to, you know, experiencing certain events in, in childhood that made us feel unsafe, our body starts to, our nervous system stores this idea that our environment is not safe because we, if we grew up in a very uh, chaotic, you know, dysfunctional environment, even if that's not the case anymore when we're adults, uh, even if things at home have changed or if we, we move out of our, our family environments, even if we're living by ourselves or with, with our partners, with, you know, we're, at different stages of our lives where, you know, we're, we're, we have different situations, but regardless of where we are, because the nervous system remembers those experiences from childhood, it perceives just any external environment as a threat, right? So, mm. so, so reversing that is again, you know, being able to find safety uh, in our environment, that that's another way of, uh, of self-regulating. Then uh, another one is uh, social engagement, right? So again, the idea of if, if our family, if our parents, uh, you know, when we were little kids, if our own family, the, the people who are responsible to take care of us, the people who are responsible for our safety and our well-being, if they were the ones who really caused our, our emotional wounding, our emotional pain, then we lose faith, we lose hope in people in general, right? We, we lose faith. Our, our system starts to perceive any other human being as a threat. Because it's, it was a human being in the first place, a human being who is responsible for our well-being, who caused our emotional wounding to begin with, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's as, intense, as, right? That's it intense. It's like sometimes you're like, "What do I do with that?" Yeah, <laughs> as 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 uh, scary as that sounds, and 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 maybe to a lot of people as harsh as that sounds, um, and I'm I'm with you on that. If 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 you're one of them who feels like you know that's a bit harsh, because you know when when we when we come from dysfunctional families, that's one of the first things that comes up when you start to understand, you know, and really unpack your childhood is you start to feel guilty for feeling certain things, you know, for, for having certain thoughts about, you know, this is my family. I'm, I'm talking about like this. It's, it's wrong to think a certain way about them. No, this is not wrong. You're just acknowledging the truth. This is not just about the observer, just the yeah, observer. It's, it's acknowledging what really happened. You're just observing, uh, yeah. uh, you know, unpacking how it happened. So being able to, in, in, in very safe ways, of course, not to put ourselves out in environments that might re-traumatize our system, but really in, in small, tiny bits, starting to become, gain more confidence in ourselves, in our ability to engage with other people through, you know, finding, um, finding moments of, of engagement uh, with, with other human beings. And this is where that autonomic nervous system comes into play. Social engagement is, is one of the branches of the autonomic nervous system that is responsible for our our safety, our well-being, uh, and that's why this is a very critical aspect of nervous system regulation as well. So there's, you know, there there are a bunch of different practices, but these these are a few uh, fundamental practices that really anyone can start implementing into their day-to-day -day lives. And I know I've I've only barely even scratched the surface that's but. okay we're doing good on time and you know we we have no limitations so anything that inspires you feel free to dive into or 
you know, this is, this is all very informative. And I think it's helping people to understand and look at things from a new perspective. And it may even just be the cracking it open, right. That makes them then yep. be, wow, you know, this is, this is more powerful in my life than I've given credit to. And what can I do to now begin my own path of discovery? Um, and, and you and I, you know, via direct message on Instagram or any other, you know, way we make ourselves available to people who maybe hear this and, and it's like, okay, this opens something in me that I don't even begin to understand, but I feel like I need to start pursuing this and we're, we're available to that. Right. Yeah. That's essentially why we're talking about this, right? I mean, this is, yeah. uh, Roughly an hour conversation is, of course, nowhere near enough to no. everything there is to understand. But this is just to spread awareness, just to you know, uh, start to really nudge someone who, who may not be aware of any of this to to really start to look into this as as a very very critical aspect, especially if they're on the path of healing or, or they're, if they're curious enough to to begin their healing journeys. And this is this is a this is a great place to start and really understand um, the importance of, of all of this. Yes. Yes. It's, it's so powerful. So, um, you know, what are some of the like tactics, you know, you talked about that the nervous system is, is in complex in, in concept, but really simple in its response and so are there, are there behaviors and tactics and tools that you use um, that, you know, maybe if you find yourself dysregulated that you use to bring yourself back to your body? Yes, there's, there's a whole host of things that, that one can practice, one can do on a daily basis to start to regulate their nervous system. But having said that, uh, I, I, so I'll mention, I'll share a few of them, but I, I do want to highlight that. Uh, different practices work for different people. Uh, and of course, that shouldn't sound like, uh, you know, that, that should be a surprise, but it really depends on on the nervous system state. So for example, um, for someone who is, whose default state is fight, uh, you know, what, what might work for them may not work for someone whose default state is, is freeze, for example. Yeah. Right? Because think about it, the, the, the I mentioned this a little bit ago. Fight is part of the sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for mobilization. Freeze is part of the parasympathetic, which is responsible for immobilization. Yeah. So, so you're you're even though they're both dysregulated states, they're both sort of I don't want to say opposite ends of the spectrum, but but one is one mobilizes you, one immobilizes you, right? So to come back from Oh, that's really, that's really interesting. My, my brain goes to, you know, sometimes when my guy gets really mad, he goes for a run, right? So he's in a fight state and he'll go for a run. Whereas yeah. for me, like, you know, I'll, I'll have to find things that kind of flush out the anxiety, but are, they're yeah. more still. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So essentially when you're, when you're in fight or flight, there's, that's highly activated energy, right? So you, there's there's some energy that's generated in your system. Uh, you mentioned, you know, anger or anxiety. So these are, this energy needs to be discharged somehow, right? That's how you sort of come back into a balanced state, into uh, a, a regulated state. So there are certain practices that can help you discharge that energy. And those exact same practices, even though they're great for your nervous system in, in that particular um, scenario, they may not, work well for someone who is in freeze because someone who's in freeze in fact has no there's there is no buildup of energy that needs to be discharged it is in fact they're, they're completely shut down so they need to start mm. warming up so the opposite of freeze if you think about it uh, if you just think about like the ice that's sitting in the freezer right they need to, to start up, warming up that's fabulous start, okay so so to for that ice to become water again you need to give it some heat some warmth right our bodies work the same way for someone whose default state is freeze. And this was me for many, many years. Um, the reason we, we end up in freeze or one of the main reasons we end up in freeze specifically, again, going back to people who come from dysfunctional families is, is we, we grew up with uh, this belief that we, we just, 
were not loved and cared for enough. That connection is missing, right? Uh, that is that is a that is a big part of why a lot of people, a lot of us, experience freeze. So in order to start getting out of freeze, human connection is very very critical, right? So mm. is there someone in our lives that we can, you know, we can start to form a, a closer bond with? Maybe spend more time around people that we genuinely feel safe with, right? We we of course don't want to establish relationships with, you know, in a state of freeze. You don't want to start building relationship, relationships with strangers because we don't even know if, if they're safe for us. Yeah, yeah. So I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning somebody goes into a free state in an office environment where they, um, you know, they feel very triggered and stressed out and they go into a free state. And as soon as they can, maybe calling their loving spouse to work through that very quickly yeah, or to yeah. share that. Is that accurate? Yeah, so, Is that a good yeah, so assumption? That, that, that connection with someone that our body knows is safe for us. And when I say, the re- again, the reason I'm using the word body here or I'm bringing in the body into this, this uh, statement is that it's the nervous system that knows. I, forget the mind. The nervous system knows that this other person is safe for you or not. Right? And that's why, that's why it's so important to understand, to stay connected and form that relationship with our body is because we, you've you got to be able to uh, you know, catch your gut instinct, right? That's uh, when you're around certain people, if you, know, if you get sort of this jittery vibe, jittery feeling mm-hmm. in your body, that's your nervous system telling you this person may not be necessarily safe. And by safe, it doesn't mean that they're going to harm you in some way. It's just, you know, they're, they're they're, the two nervous systems essentially connect. They talk to each other, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, they so, do. They literally do. This is now so, proven. Yep, it is. It is absolutely proven. And uh, so your nervous system, if for whatever reason, uh, and the reason may be way complex, way more complex for than for us to understand, uh, it knows that this is not the safest connection, right? So people, you already know people you genuinely love and care about, people who love and care about you, uh, you know, find a way to to spend some time with them. Find a way to to love on yourself. That's another aspect of freeze, right? It, we 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 lose that connection with ourselves. That's why I had said earlier, dissociation, disconnection, uh, depression. These are these are common aspects of freeze. We're out of tune with ourselves. So even if there's not another human being that we feel safe enough to engage with in the moment, can we give ourselves that love and compassion? Can we give ourselves that warmth, right? If, yeah. if, we're, if we're in a state of, if we're the ice and we need to turn, get back into a state of water, we need that warmth. Um, is there so, a pet? Can we, can, is there, you know, if, if, if you have a pet, pets are great for uh, co-regulation, right? Yeah. And they, they don't, uh, if you have a dog, uh, anyone who has a dog knows they, they don't, they don't ask for anything in return. You give, you give the dog your time and, and, you know, they'll, they'll shower all their love on you. Um, yeah. you know, so, so they just are, want that connection. They want you know, that connection, right? So I pets keep are thinking, amazing for co-regulation. Yes. And I keep thinking, come back to center, center yourself. And when we're not centered and we go out into the world and we interact with others, we can feel that off of each other. And so it's so important and powerful for what you project out into the world. You know, it's like, wow, you know, I just don't think that I come across with people the way that I intend. Well, are you centered? Have you aligned with yourself? Have you connected with yourself? And you talk about giving yourself warmth. And um, I used to, years ago, I had a, a wonderful cognitive behavioral therapist I used to go to. And now that that modality is a huge part of the work that I share. But one of the things she would have me do, and I just thought it was super powerful, is kind of hold myself, like grab both of my elbows, like a nurturing holding and hold both of those elbows and, and kind of soft pat while I'm doing it. So I'm literally holding both of my elbows in this nurturing, like I'm holding myself like a child and I'm soft pat that, you know, one side or both sides. And that, that was in alignment with what you're talking about of thawing out that emotional state. Yeah, you you basically uh, you were a step ahead of me there. I was literally just that was the next thing I was going to say is one oh way bless of, you. One way of of showing yourself that love is literally so what you describe is you know one way to describe that is we can use the term self hug, right? Yeah. Uh, 
uh, it's literally just like you said, putting both your your uh, your hands across your shoulders and just gently, you know, uh, rubbing your your arms, just a, a very gentle touch, literally like you would do to another person that that you want to show some love and affection to, or you know, if, if another person, if uh, if your partner were to you know give you a hug and, and, and embrace you in a moment of that you're feeling low how would they how would they give you a hug how would they make you feel comforted they would just you know gently hold you and, and very gently you know like you said press your shoulders maybe press your arms do the same for yourself that is incredibly soothing for the nervous system again as as strange as this might sound to someone who's listening to it for the first time this is actually a, a, an amazing way of showing yourself that warmth that is absolutely required for someone who is um, in, in, in a chronic state of freeze, right? Uh, grounding I, in nature is another one. Just, you know, get, yeah. your, get your shoes off and get your feet into, into grass. Uh, you know, walk bare feet in, in grass for five or 10 or 15 minutes every day. And yes. just that connection with mother nature, just the, you know, grounding, just the, the energy exchange, um, you know, that, that, that anxiety, that depression, whatever is built up within your system, you know, feel like that's you're, you're sending that into the earth and in exchange mother earth is sending you warm nurturing energy right so that that's another way of uh, of getting out of freeze and all of these like we were talking about earlier what works for someone in freeze may not work for someone in fight or flight for someone in fight you, you like i said you want to you want that energy discharge so maybe it just means you know just i don't know going for a run it's just you know jumping shaking your body punching a pillow if you need to right screaming into a pillow Mm-hmm. Uh, anger, rage, explosive behaviors. These are these are signs of, of being in fight energy. Let it be messy. There is absolutely nothing wrong with, with l- looking messy. Healing is not pretty. Let's be honest, right? Healing is messy. And the more we can align with that idea, the more we can accept and embrace that idea, genuinely, the, the quicker we, we'd be able to heal. And not just quicker, the, the more... Uh, in tune with ourselves we will be while we're going through our healing process right we've, we've been taught these ideas that you know crying is is crying means something screaming means something as a child we're, we're all told we're all given certain meanings to these things right don't cry don't scream don't yell and that's yeah. why we, there's shame associated with it so if you close the door and and just pick up the pillar and really scream into it there's there's a part of you that's going to really like bring you down is really going to uh, uh, judge yourself for it. Let that part come up and allow it to be, but just understand that it's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with these things. It, it is a way for your system to release anger. It is a way for your system to release that highly charged energy, right? And it is incredibly as, again, as, as odd as it sounds, it is incredibly soothing to the nervous system. Once you do that, right? If you were mm. to really punch a pillow or scream into it, Try it the next time, you know, anyone listening to this, the next time you're in a, you know, in a, in a very triggered state, there's a lot of anger building up, a lot of frustration, irritability, uh, you know, aggression, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's not, of course, it's not safe. It's not healthy to always bring that out on other people because that doesn't solve anything that only negatively impacts the relationship, right? Yeah, be responsible for the energy you bring into this yeah, space. Yeah. And so, if that so, means you yeah. have to go get it out elsewhere, then exactly. get it done. So, you know, exit the situation, uh, you know, pull yourself out of that that uh, one-to-one exchange with someone, you know, exit the room, go to another room, just close the door and scream into the pillow, punch the pillow, uh, you know, push against the wall if you need to, right? Yeah. And I promise you, do that for a minute or two uh, or however long you need to really, and then just kind of once you're done, once you feel that energy, a lot of that is released, just for a moment, connect with your body and see how calming it feels. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and this is not to say punch a wall or smash your phone. You know, we've all seen versions of that. That's not productive. This yeah. is, you know, being being able to intellectually choose what is a safe outlet that yeah, doesn't. Conscious. Absolutely. This is a, this is a conscious choice. We're not talking about, uh, you know, explosive behaviors as, as, you know, uh, emotional reactions where I'm talking about a conscious choice to scream into a pillow, an outlet, yeah. an outlet, really an outlet for that, that it's a, it's a safe channel for that anger to, yeah. to release itself, right? Because 
it, we've all our lives again because of the messaging we've received we just we hold on to anger we hold on to frustration uh wh where, where does that take us let's be honest like where where is that taking us right yeah it's uh, not serving us not serving us in, in any positive way at all so just being able to find those those or create those safe outlets for that highly charged energy to leave our bodies yeah that's how we we regulate the nervous system and again these, i just mentioned a few of them meditation is is something that works for for uh freeze going out on a you know a nature walk dancing singing playing with you know uh, playing a musical instrument creating art just you know picking up the 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 pen and paper just start scribbling mindless doodling if you need to that that's a way to basically just you leveraging your creative uh, pursuits right that that's that's another way of regulating your nervous system because it remember it brings back that that childlike playfulness which we've all really lost touch with uh, because yeah. of stressful lives that we lead you know so, and it's so directly the, correlated to feeling safe so if you're creating the action that says i can do this when i'm safe then doing yeah. the action says oh i must be in a safe state and, and it, it is a form of you know uh, things like art or or singing or dancing or all, any of these things or writing right some people express through writing uh some, some might call that journaling some might just call it writing uh, yeah. but Either way, it's it's a form of expression, right? And when you when you express, you are essentially, again, channeling some some pent up energy through through words, through pictures, images, uh, through music, right? So that is, uh, you know, some form of energy leaving your body, and and that that's what brings you back more into a state of regulation. So all of these things, and again, these are just a few of many, many, many more uh, that that can really help uh, regulate your nervous system. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I know we're getting close on time. I feel like there's so much more for us to talk about. Will you, will you come back? Will you talk about some of the other subjects that you want to dive into with me? Sure. We can do, we can do part three sometime. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. I think that, you know, it's, I watch or watch, I listen to a lot of really powerful podcasts and I think one of the things that's really great is these ongoing conversations where they come back and it's a chance to dive deeper into the knowledge base of that guest. And uh, so I, I'm so grateful to know you and I'm so grateful for all that you share. And one thing that I, I would like to say in reference to what we've been talking about is um, we didn't really touch on the fact that there's you know, two times that you can do these actionable items. And we've, oh, we've just tipped the iceberg on the actionable items, but you can do them in a, a daily effort to maintain and stabilize. And then you can also do them in response to when things are heightened and triggered. So you don't have to you know, actually wait to be in that state. Um, oh, and, and it's probably better if yeah, you start instituting so them. That. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes, that is, uh, that hits the nail on the head. It's basically, you know, we, we, we can, we can implement a lot of these practices in, in, in a, in a moment of, um, or in a, in a state of being triggered, uh, but we don't want to wait till we're triggered. We, we want to, you know, learn to self-regulate even outside of our triggers, so that when we're in, when we're triggered, we are more equipped, we're more prepared, we're more aware of of how to navigate these, uh, you know, heightened states. So it's yeah, it's uh, this 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 work is not just reserved for for certain times, certain moments. It's we want to as much as possible over a period of time. We want to make this work a lifestyle. That's that's what I talk about a lot in my. You know, with my coaching clients, I, I I keep sort of repeating this again and again is is to you know healing is not it doesn't happen within a few days, within a few weeks, within a few months. It is lifelong work, and uh, no matter what modalities we use, no matter what type of work we do, what practices we implement into our daily lives, it cannot be just a one-off thing. It absolutely needs to be a, a, it it needs to become a lifestyle in order for us to. Uh, really reach a stage where we can start to say, okay, we are, we are genuinely on a healing path. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, that lean into it, lean into it, pick something small and let it be a, a tipping off point of your effort to grow this part of yourself and settle yourself. 
you know, pick something and, and, you know, if you do it daily, great. If you miss a couple of days and you come back to it, it's like, you know, I, I often talk about, um, and I think I've even said this with you, Ushwal, the practice of wellness, like meditation, it's not the perfect of being in that state, it's the returning to it. It's the identifying that I've gotten away from the tools that I know will help me. And now I'm going to bring it back. It's, you know, same thing with meditation. Oh, I've got a squirrely brain that's gone off, off path. And now I'm going to recognize it and bring it back to the centeredness. It's the bringing back that creates narrow pathways and um, pick something. And, and if you need advice and guidance from us, reach out to us. And um, it's just been a delight talking with you. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up today? Um, no, I think we uh, covered a fair bit on the nervous system. And again, this was really not even scratching the surface. I but, know. But for, for, you know. For someone who's possibly listening to this stuff for the first time, I think this was a, a good uh, introduction and maybe anything more than this would, would be a little too much to take in for the first time. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's the only thing I'd like to leave the listeners with is we, we've, if we've spent about an hour or so just talking about the nervous system, uh, there must be something to it. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I highly recommend educating yourself uh, on this. You know, there's, there's so many experts out there um, who, who are who are doing amazing work in this field? Um, this is this is really really. I mean, we've we've passed that stage where we can ignore uh, something as critical as this. The world, you know, is 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 it's getting more and more stressful, and we we need to find uh, really the powerful tools that that we have access to. We need to start to implement them into our daily lives and and really work start to work on our mind body connection. Um, in ways that we, we perhaps haven't done before uh, if we want to survive this. Yes. And I'd like to add that from my past conversations with you, I think that I can uh, feel safe to say this to the world. Ujwal and I didn't start out in this space. Ujwal and I came from a place of trauma. We both came from a place of having a hell of a lot of healing that needed to be done to have lives that made us feel somewhat satisfied because neither of us, I don't think had that previously. And so I want to say it starts somewhere and it starts with little bit and it starts with awareness and it starts with wanting more and it starts with leaning in. And with that, you can evolve the life that you want. You can evolve the life of your dreams. And so if we can introduce anybody to anything, we want to introduce you to the hope that it can get better and it does. I, I love that. I wouldn't want to add anything more to that. <laughs> no. Well, I have great love in my heart for you. We will talk again. And thank you so much for this journey today. Thank you. It was lovely chatting with you again. Bless you, Joel. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining me today as I do something I totally adore chatting about health and happiness. If you'd like more great info, shoot me a message with your email address and I'll sign you up for my newsletter with all my favorite tips and tricks and goodies to support your happiest and of course, healthiest self. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to like it, follow it and share it with others. If you'd like to locate a functional medicine practitioner in your area, please visit ifm.org and if you'd like to take advantage of a free initial consultation with me, of course, I can be found at katierose-coaching.com. That's K-A-T-Y-R-O-S-E-coaching.com. Please remember this podcast is only for educational purposes. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I did. Stay well, my friends, and remember it only takes a smidge a day to lean into the life that you've always dreamt of.